Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. You're joined by myself, Ryan, Lenny. Don't talk. John. I talk. And Jared. Let's get dirty. He's our special guest. He was here last week. We're bringing him back again. We're going to be talking about not as fast as F1, but a lot more dirty. Google Maps won't help you here. And Jared actually wants to step it up with what I wish I was driving. And his hit is first and only. Now, let's get off into this right off the bat. I am going to beat Lenny in one year on the go-kart track. We're talking about this before we hit record. And uh, I just want to make this very clear. I drive a Honda Odyssey, and I don't drive fast cars, but I still have the faith in my abilities to operate a vehicle, and I'm going to beat Lenny on know, the track. You don't know what those abilities are, but apparently we have faith in those. Absolutely. I, I, <laughs> look, man, I know, I, know how to, I know how to catch flow on the dirt on a mountain bike. I know how to drive my car fast. Mountain bike. And, I'm, and I'm consistently fast on the sim rig. I know that I can translate those skills and that mindset of getting in the zone to operating a go-kart and practicing my ass off, and I will beat Lenny in one year. Anybody, anybody wow. that's been it's, listening... Anybody that's been listening to us for a long time knows that occasionally Lenny and I will try and save Ryan from cringy car rookie mistakes. And I just want to let you guys know that he went off script and um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> there is no. I think I'm going to allow it. I think I'm going to allow it, though. This isn't cringy. I said same vehicle. I would beat Lenny. And we decided on go. And, and and you know what? I'll take I'll take that offer. But I think a better offer would be carts, and not like just not like your K one speed carts. No, I'm talking like some legit Oimatsuda back in yeah shifter carts that John John okay. raced once okay. upon a time. And, okay, and me and him did laps with you know this some just escalated quickly. Bowl, <laughs> you know. All right, it's got to be just... that or it's nothing because zero lift, right? Absolutely. Trying to imagine Ryan hitting like a, a KT100 or even a 125 for the first time. Right? Just out the gate. Boom. Why, why do you think that what, what's going to terrify me about it? What I mean, what, what, I'm gonna, what okay, I, I will explain the power this band. To you. <laughs> what about the power band? To you. Is it high I'll power explain band? This to you. No, I, we would go to the cart track with guys that have been drifting cars and doing hood rat stuff. Their whole lives and the first time they rode in a 125 two stroke uh they got out of the cart and their hands were trembling just okay. in fear and and they they were driving the cart maybe 50 percent and just felt completely tapped out wild just you just you don't understand you don't okay. understand okay i will try to figure out where <laughs> i can find one of those i'm not saying that i'm some sort of professional because i am not i am very much an amateur okay but so. uh you know I, I i do have a little bit of experience and like even me sides are, are bruised up still like the forearms you know tense like it's some things you can't control after after like a 20 25 minute 20 lap stint like your body isn't just in shock what? just that you just did that you're to yourself but it's just so much fun. That's fantastic. And you think that you could just you're saying and you're saying that you could just walk up and get into that uh, then beat me? I think with a year of training I can beat you. But look, here's the deal. We actually I don't want to be I don't want to be like sound like I'm full of myself or anything, but like here's the deal. Like we're all, we're all, all laughing. 
here's the deal. All enjoying this. Here's the deal. I, I have I have two things for you. First off, Jared's already said off script, off mic, that he has team Ryan beating Lenny here. And number two, he is actually a semi-professional. Can we get him on the record? Can we get him on he the is, record? He is semi-professional, and he's going to talk mm-hmm. about tonight actually all the things you're describing that we're dealing with. So, Jared, let's get started with this. First off, we're going to talk about your experience getting into racing, okay, because that's what I'm about to do here. I'm about to get into the experience of racing and learning how to drive and operate a vehicle so I can whoop the shit out of Lenny. So I need your help here because you I, am have- a, I am a car. <laughs> hold up, Lenny. Hold up. Don't fuck my transitions up here. So I'm talking about I need, I need help here. I'm a car rookie, and I've got a professional in Jared here to help me out, okay? This is a guy that came through. Uh, the pits and then learn how to nav, which I think is really cool because a lot of hype goes to just operating the vehicle, but there's way more to racing in general. And specifically his, his discipline is dirt racing, which I think is really, really cool. And we've talked about rally before and group B, but this is a different type because he does it in trucks, uh, which I can respect as a proper Midwest American. Uh, So Jared, let's get started. Talk to me about your, kind of experience getting into racing and uh what you learned from being a pit crew member and how that helped you grow into what you became a navigator um well getting in uh, i was a good friend of mine's uncle um hit me up and he's like hey we're um we're looking for mechanics we're working on blackhawks you are my cars you're in your gearhead through and through i'm like yeah let's do this um what are we doing where are we going and he's like hey first race is going to be vegas to reno it's like 500 mile race. I know about it. Never been a part of it. Let's do it. I'm stoked. Just absolutely stoked. So I got asked to be part of this team. Um, Challenge Motorsports was the name of the team, and is group of guys. Uh, Jeff Mortis owned it, and he just put a good group of guys together. Chris Wacker was the guy I ended up navigating for. Um, Brett Young was a guy that was already navigating for Jeff. Those guys got a ton of background, and they're older. What was rad about the team is they're all like my dad's age. So it was just like hanging out with my dad and dad, they needed a mechanic and they just took me under their wing. Like, Hey, we need a mechanic and knowledge and let's go. So that's how I kind of got in. What kind of this truck were, were you guys racing? So this was a trophy light. Um, yeah, it's a trophy light race series. It's a spec class trophy, oh, trophy truck, I wish spec class truck, um, full tube chassis four length rear end, long travel front end. Um, they had, we all had to run Ecotech motors, not the direct injections. We didn't get lucky to get that much power. Um, turbo 350 transmissions. Um, it was an open, we had, I forget the housing we had to use, but it was an open rear end. You're allowed to put any gear ratio you want in the rear end, which is kind of what I say you apart. Just helps you, you look at the course and that can kind of help set you apart. But we're all, you got to tune your suspension, your own stuff like that, but everybody's running the same stuff, which was cool. I think it brought a lot of the um, drivers out. Because the trucks can only get so different of a setup. So it really brought the drivers out in my class, which was cool. So that's very yeah, similar that's the, to what I will be dealing with when I end up trying to beat Lenny. Essentially, is that the cars will be the same. But <laughs> yeah, the, identical. the carts will be the yep. same. Mm, yep. Okay. All right. Except you won't have a navigator talking you in your ear to help you, you know, hard right, you know. But you started, left, you know. said you started in the pit support and you did that for how long? Yeah, so they had me. Um, I was I, I could have swept floors. I was excited just to be part of the team. I didn't care. Uh, but yeah, so they had me just kind of help out in the pits. The truck was already getting a full race prep prep by um, oh, who was it at the time? I forget it was at the time. But it was getting a race prep, so we would just do the little things like you know cleaning up wiring, making sure fluids are topped off, stuff like that. 
before races. So we're getting fuel cans ready. We're setting, you know, getting tires set up. We're getting the spare parts separated. So I kind of did all, all that with them. They had it all kind of coordinated, but I was just kind of like young muscle helping here, helping there, doing this, doing that, just learning how they flow. And I did that for almost a full year with them. And then at the end of that year is when I guess they were impressed with me. And that's when they asked me to be a navigator for their other driver. So the time how, in. What kind of schedule were you guys keep? Like how often were you doing that? We were, we had six races a year at that time. So it wasn't too crammed in there. Um, but six races a year, we were meeting probably at least two to three times a month when we were getting real heavy into it. Um, and then especially leading up to the race, it was like at least once or twice a week to get in there and just make sure everything's dialed in, the pit boxes are set up and stuff like that. So we were, it was, it wasn't too intense of a schedule. We were, we all had full-time jobs. It was all just, this was all after, after our stuff. So is it, did you find it manageable? Like, you know, you had a real life outside of that. Like it wasn't your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't have kids at the time, so it was pretty manageable, you know? So that was, it was, it was fun. It was a little good time and everybody was super flexible. So we're doing, you know, random hours of the night, you know, random Sundays and stuff like that. So it was all, it wasn't too serious, but it was serious. Like, uh, kind of serious enough. Yeah. You know, we still wanted to win and kick ass, but you know, we all know we all have lives to take care of first. Yeah. I'm, I'm just taking cool. notes for whenever I find myself in the U S again with some spare time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, learn how to do. I still know. I still know some guys, and they stepped up to bigger trucks. So you let me know. John, you can come we, be my pick crew on the zero lady. lift racing team. Yeah, zero lift racing I mean, team. We got. We got. I mean, I'm gonna be, be training yeah. next week to be Lenny. Uh, so that'll be fun. You, yeah, you got to get on it. Put those laps in, buddy. I look, man. <laughs> You guys keep talking about me getting a project. Got a lot car. of laps to put in. I really don't look. It's about consistency, all right. Uh, and so what I've heard is that Lenny is pretty quick, but he's not Mister Consistent, and that's that's the opposite of my approach, right? <laughs> um, like my whole thing is on certain days, you know, people are laughing. I am a I am a slow, steady self learner, man. Okay, I've taught myself how to do a lot of things over the years, and I just know that the slow and steady approach. Turtles always win, man. Okay, I'm a big fan of. I just want to. I just. I just want to deviate from the subject here sure. because we have Jared here. But like, I, I just want to say how generous I am giving you an entire year to try and beat me. Right? I could just be wow. like, no, MFR. Like, no, we're gonna settle this. You know, Look, in a month, get to pop in. Let me explain right? something to you, Lenny. If you're because you're you're talking a big game today. You're not being right? generous. And so like, you got to deliver tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. right, fly fly to it, Omaha. Uh, you we know, got, we got a track here. We can go sell race on, on. Uh, race on Sunday, sell on Monday, right? But now it's sell on Sunday, race on Monday. I Let's sell go. it. I sell every day. I'm alive, buddy. But my point is, is that well, yeah. It, it, look, you're giving me a year. Well, right I, now, I right now, it. you're talking a lot of smack with not a lot of evidence to back it up. It's what, look, we all know that I'm I'm a car rookie. That is a known thing. Okay, that is I will admit to that. And so, if I were to say to you, hey, come over. And in a week, shred, out shred me on the guitar, and I've got ten years of experience. I, I, that's unfair. I already know. I'm not out here calling like, you out on the like guitar. That's like punking my You're kids and Mar. That's like punking my. It's like booting up Mario Kart, ladies, and punking the ladies. shit out of my kids. All right, it's right, not all fair. Right, all right. Okay. If I punk my are, kids in Mario you're, Kart, it's not any fun. Yeah, of course I can the beat one, them. You're the one saying. You're the one. I just know. Begin with that. I can beat you. Okay, that's all I'm saying. 
give me a year. You gave me a year. I, I appreciate that. But no need for yeah. congressional yeah. hearing, folks. I just, we got him on I, record. I just It'll be live streamed. Is up. I just <laughs> want to point out, Ryan, that if Lenny came on the show and said, I know you've been playing guitar your whole life, but I'm going to take the next year and listen to every Steve Vai record out there. Nah, and, Steve uh, Vai's know, I got the, I got the consistency, and uh, I'm going to at least, drop, gonna show at least you. drop Paul Gilbert. Come on, I'm I'm Brazilian, and we have guitars there. And do they you wait, buddy? Brazilians have guitar. I haven't dropped any nationality whatsoever. First off, and name I'm one saying. famous Brazilian guitarist. Don't get me sidebarred here. So, you said Steve Vai, which is wrong. Drop Pell Gilbert from the 1980s era, or at least uh, you could drop uh, Joe Cetronani, who trained Kirk Hammett, which is the guitarist from Metallica, which is a band people actually know. Those three guitarists, uh, and anyways, I digress. See, you're sidebarring me on music. Guitars missing from Brazil the point. literally created an entire genre called Bossa Nova. Yeah, okay. Actually, name one, name one sure. famous Brazilian guitarist. Uh, there's a bunch. Um, Juan uh, Joaquin. Is he known in America? Though? There you go. Actually, I know him. Yeah, okay. he's, inter- he's yeah, international. Yeah, but they're not like they're not like British. I literally just said Bossa Nova. You know that, what Bossa Nova is, right? Yes, I know what Bossa Nova. Anyway, is. Anyway, we're we're completely. If I say off-topic Eric Clapton, you're for an off-road episode here. Clapton is uh, off-roading sidebar, and let's go. So, Jared, you had a whole year doing pit crew stuff, just like I'm gonna have a whole year to prep to beat Lenny. And then after this, you basically impressed those guys with your skills and stepped up, just like I'm going to step up and be like, yeah. See, this is all, it's all, yeah, it's we're really not cool. that far off the sidebar path. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, after, good, after good you got, it back. after you got dirty, uh, basically in the pit crew, you ended up getting into the, into the truck itself and doing NAF. Now, yeah. Lenny had alluded before that cart racing kind of beat the shit out of his body, his ribs are bruised, his forearms bruised, which I've, I've done karting. I can attest to that. It does beat the shit out of your body, much like the other discipline I take. Uh, which is mountain bike racing. Uh, so how much intensity did, did you not expect getting into this truck and doing navigating? Like what is the physical demands on your body? The first race was a eye opener. I mean, it was, it was warm. I was getting put in in the evening. It's the hottest part of the day. We we're going to finish up the race. So we were starting pretty much sunset hottest part. And dude, I didn't, I was nowhere near ready. I was nowhere near ready for that. Um, yeah, so we're already having truck. We're already having truck problems, and we're having truck problems with the front right suspension. And we finally get in the truck. That's a long story. We finally get in, and it's hot. I'm already sweating in this hot suit. I'm helmet, Hans device. You know, everything's already on. Not breathing. It, it just beats you up. So I already feel like I'm dehydrated getting in. I did not prepare well enough for this at all, <laughs> at all, <laughs> whatsoever. Shit. Like. Your core muscles just get beat, absolutely wrecked. Wait, you said you so, you said you got in but, the car and the front right suspension was what? Yeah, now? we already had issues. We had issues with the front right where we had to re-weld one of the gussets on because we had already cracked part of the mount on the lower arm. Yeah, spring rates, stuff like that. Yeah, it was causing a factor. We didn't know at the time. So we cracked it, welded it, repaired it. Maintenance right there. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, wait. dude, that's a whole other story. This, okay, hold on, hold on. So, so was this coming to the good part? Was this from the green light you just started, and then it was messed? How do you even get to the suspension being jacked up when you green light? Goes I on? was hopping in on lap one and a half. Okay. So it's a four hundred twenty-five mile race. So whoa, I was hopping in. Yeah. So we already had problems. We're down. We're probably I think we're like fifth place at the time, and. It's a long race. People break. 
it happens. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we're coming up. We get in. We're thinking everything's good. And the guy I'm with, Chris Wackard, is a dentist, and that dude is a madman behind the wheel. <laughs> we get going, and I've done one test session with him to get to know his driving style, to like breaking points and turns and calling out that. So I got to focus on this, learn his driving style, sweating my ass off. And I can't, I'm not looking what's in front of me because I'm looking at the GPS. So you're just, you're everywhere. You're trying to be one place and you're everywhere. And just like, it's throwing you for a loop. I'm not calling rocks out how you should be. We're making these sweeping left-hand turns. He can't see the inside. I'm supposed to be calling these big rocks out. So fatigue is just going nuts. I was not mentally prepared for it. Like you really need to mentally prepare and physically prepare your core body because you're just taking a beating the whole time. I can't, yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah. Then we ended up hitting a, Nice little whoop section, and we heard a crunch, and then we heard another crunch, and the whole front right side of the truck just exploded. Herbied. It just herbied. It just <laughs> fell to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first race in the truck. Yeah. Did you recover? So, so what, did, what did you do to recover from that then? Did you have to like get out and do maintenance? I mean, I've, yeah, so I've we, watched some of these races before. Yeah, we've got out, and I'll make this quick because it was a long story, but we got out and... Give me the long story. Give, give me the long story. This is interesting. I well, want to so hear this because this is, this, is, this is a discipline we haven't discussed. This is dirt truck racing, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a long haul to win those races. I mean, we've I got more stories for that too, but so, yeah, so we get out and we just got to get out. We, we're done. We DNF. We literally ripped the lower control arm mounts off of the frame. We ripped that section Shit. of the frame down, like off. The only thing that's holding the front part on is the upper upper control arm front portion of it. That mount and the uniball on the top of the spindle was pretty much, and the shock was the only thing holding the front together. It was the only thing holding and what front. speed did this weird. happen at? Um, The first crack and bump, we were probably about 55. And then there was probably about like Ooh. a three to four foot hole that we're going into that it was supposed to soak up and it didn't. So we just nosedived into it because it all just came apart. So... Yeah, oh, it was that was a that was kind of a rough hit. Yeah, that one that one was a little little jarring. Uh, what's nice is a Hans device. You guys racing in your cars? Invest oh, yeah. in one. Invest in one. Hans device is legit, man. I learned about that from yeah. F one. So you you also use that even essentially in a truck like that in dirt racing. I I wouldn't even think that. So in in cart racing, you don't have a Hans device, but you wear a neck brace that keeps yeah. your head from moving too much in the corners, and it is it is necessary. Yeah, because I knew I knew Hans from F1. That's how many Gs. Are you ready for that, I, dude? I'm ready for it. Have you, you have no is idea. Is your body prepared for that kind of force? I swear, Lenny. <laughs> you like underestimate my abilities and th- look. Dude, I, I flipped it. I, I have survived flipping a car and crushing my leg in three places. I'm I'm prepared to take you on and beat you up. I know that you're oh, 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 oh. flipping know, a car and crushing your leg that you were not behind the wheel of. That's true. Uh, I was not operating the vehicle. <clears throat> Thanks, John, for saving me yep. on that. I mean, I, well, no, that's just that you don't have experience just flipping look, a car. <laughs> his, his, <laughs> don't flip cars, folks. Don't, don't flip cars. It hurts. Don't do it. Uh, don't 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 recommend it. <laughs> I was actually asleep when it happened, oh. all things considered as well. So I'm sure my body can handle oh, that. Oh, God, that's terrible. Sounds and, like it'd be a great nap. Good Lord, it was a great nap. <laughs> good Shit th- better than I was the first time. Good, good thing I woke up and was like, I'm upside down in a car. This is not where I want to be. Um, so uh, but- I think I'll be okay taking the Gs. Apparently, okay, so what I'm, what I'm understanding is really work on my core. All right, so just really – and hydrate. So core and hydrate. This sounds like military. So are, we, far. are we in boot camp again? Like what, <laughs> what is going on here? 
Are you gonna make the it? The focus, the focus behind it too, though. I will. Did Lenny just try to look? Just because I was in the chair force and you were in the army, all right, and I got a higher score on you on the ASVAB doesn't mean you need to call me out of my inability to handle boot camp. What was your score <laughs> on the ASVAB? Ninety-eight. Ooh, buddy. What'd you score? Be me. Yeah, I thought so. Uh huh. Okay. Shh. At least you were humble about it. Yeah. I I don't have. He asked me my score. Am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to like knock six points off to be humble? I said chair force. That's being humble. Yeah. So you know when you break down in the desert like that. So what happens when you break down in the desert? Like, so do you have to like you can't pull off to the side? Nobody's coming for you. Is there like is there like is a circuit or like so explain how this works? Because like can you so the way they have it set up pull off onto the shoulder and fix your car? The desert is the shoulder. Okay. Yeah, the whole desert's your shoulder. But yeah, gotcha. they so usually they have what they have recovery vehicles. Best it was the best in desert series that we were in. So they have recovery vehicles between pits that'll tow you, you know, to your closest pit or your closest road so your team can come pick you up. So we had about gosh, it felt like two miles in this wash. And if you've ever been off road, it's called the W's where the ruts get real deep and then the center's high and then the the tires are real deep and the center of the trail is super high. Called the W's. Super high. Well, we're sitting on that, so we cannot move. So we have to get oh. this front end off the ground. So we got ratchet straps, we got hose clamps, we got nuts and bolts that we keep in a bag. Like anything spare parts that we had, we used to just like get this thing up. Then we disconnected the sway bar, pulled down on the opposite side to bring the truck up. Wow. And that's eventually that's eventually how we got out. So just completely yeah, so, on the side of the road. Oh yeah. And if you look, and no, we were on the race truck. So if there was a race course coming, or race wow. car coming, I had to literally like scream. And you then, are like, the run red off flag. The course. You are the yes. red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, so it was gnarly. And this is dead at night by the time we do it. So yeah, they had to drag us to the nearest road, which is like two miles off the course. And we pretty much bladed the course for the rest of the people behind us. So yeah. not doing that at night must be wild, treacherous, intense. And... Yeah, so. Getting, Absolutely. And then you break down in the in the pitch black. Wow. That's yep. that's insane. Yep. So you gotta be prepared. And that was another rough part too of being the first races it was at night. So I wasn't like insanely familiar with the cock the cockpit or you know what's in front of me. So it's like I have to actually see instead of go by feel how these guys have and hit hours and hours and hours of the truck. So that was another thing to oh, man. talk about really prepare the fire. fire. Holy shit. And, and yeah, I mean it was a little on me, but yeah. This is my question too. I wouldn't do it again. Is is how did how did crewing a Blackhawk help you kind of transition into this insanity? Right, because it's got to be pretty similar. A lot, a lot of similarities. Like, um, lots of times you didn't have to like fuel burn and strategies, but more of like uh, just the communication between you and the driver. So, like I was saying, you know, on turns he's got this big A pillar because of the roll cage and stuff. He can't see on left hand turns stuff. So, so he can't see on turns and stuff. So. Like, I'll have to call it, hey, you're clear. You're clear in this left-hand turn sweeping. There's no rocks, no big rocks, stuff like that, or no debris or anything. You're calling out anything in his blind spot. Until you start straightening out, then movement takes over. That's another thing you learn about your driver. You know, when he's comfortable, you don't have to start calling that turn where he can see, stuff like that. So, yeah, so I just – and the communication. We did have a lot of VHF radios and stuff like that, so a lot of communication. And did the physical aspects uh, of – Crewing a Blackhawk translate well into the truck race life? I would say so, yeah. Just the the overall mentality of it. You know, to for it to work 
John, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I wanted you to finish your point. Yeah, the overall, (laughs) it's it's just working together. The whole, like, you're working with a crew of four, it was, I just felt right at home working with two people right there in the truck. It made me feel right at home with it. It just, there was a lot of similarities as far as working radios, communication, getting comfortable with the person you're next to, you know, trusting them. Um, Yeah, I'd say that was the biggest part of it. That was very similar. So I, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I think it's it's funny that he asked you that question is because uh, tonight was my first night flight in the contract I'm on. And so it was my first time flying in VGs in a long time. And uh, I've been crushing my training flights so far. Um, but hovering on night vision goggles is a perishable skill. And uh, you oh, yeah, think- for sure. And just you're talking about like how, you know, you get strapped in, blah, 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 blah. And you're getting ready and like you're dehydrated and you're having trouble breathing and all this other crap. And like, dude, I'm I'm right there with you because like yep. today you put you put the goggles on. And it's like weight in your face and your neck's all tired. And then like you try and turn your head to look out the side and your freaking helmet hits your life <laughs> preserver like on your vest. Yep. It, rides, yep. it rides the helmet up and then you can't see through your goggles because yep. they're like above your eyes. And then you turn your head and the helmet slides down and now the goggles are down here at your nose. Oh my and word. And you're Dude, you, about- I'm glad we all had the same. It's NBG called a weight bag, like- man. You don't have a weight bag back there? <laughs> no, no, no. I do. I do. I'm just saying today was like, oh, today, yeah. was, today was the first The reaffirmation. Yeah, yep. today was the first one. And it's just like, I know that I'm, a, like, my hands are good enough to hold this helicopter within one foot of my altitude with no drift and just hold that bitch like a gangster. But then you throw in it's not just the nighttime it's not just the goggles it's all the other shit it's all the gear that's on and how your helmet's hitting your vest and how it's moving around it's hard to see and like you can't turn your head that far and and your vest is kind of heavy shut that off yeah and like you haven't flown with your vest on and so your traps are still getting used to it and your shoulders are getting fucking tired and like and and it's all those little things and they just kind of add up and then you're just like you know if i was sitting in this helicopter naked right now i'd be good but you got <laughs> yep. yeah and, that, and that's huge that, yeah that was and that's huge because that's exactly what happened to me i spent that first year with them and we just had tragedies not tragedies but like we'd be in the hunt for the winning the race and then boom we'd blow an axle or we you know a flat tire took us out of the win or that's how our first my first year in the truck kind of went with them but um yeah. yeah once i had that first year in the truck that next season like I was in it like i stayed focused concentrating on the truck driving side by sides to keep that like vision of dirt coming at you fast you know what i mean just getting used to different terrains and speeds is coming at you and stuff like that so really started concentrating on that and then just anytime i can get in the truck just okay this is this button this is this fuse this is this this is that okay this temp's supposed to always be here if it's sitting here i don't need to read the number but i just need to know the needle sitting right there for that temp gauge you know what i mean it's so, like i really got used to it for our last season for our 2017 season. So I, do I need a year and a month to make sure I beat Lenny then? Is that what you're saying? Like I need an extra little bit. <laughs> nah, you need, need longer than that, buddy. I don't think, I, I think, all right, I, I got him in a year. Fuck it's going to be a cool it's, day now. No, it's not. I was going to say, I can't now. be with Wake you. Up. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> but I was going to say, I can't be with you while you're driving, but we could always set you up with some radios. And that's down. what I'm saying. So Co- coach you through it. So look, here's, it would, it here's, here's what I'm understanding. It wouldn't help him, Jared. Don't, on, don't, on, t- on team don't. zero, look, look, team zero lift racing team. On team zero lift racing team, I've got John and the pit crew. I've got Jared here who's going to coach me on nav. Uh, we're good to go. Ryan is going to come out and be. And you still won't here. beat me in 20 laps. Dude, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Welcome to dadhood. I'm even giving you, you 20 laps. This is a crazy amount of generosity. All right, I'm, all right. I'm recording it here. What? Yeah, what does that mean? Is that like Lord a forbid I actually quarter? get into a cart before a year from now. Yeah. Right? Right? This is all me go, like coming into the, to the race. Hey, look, still beat you. Here's the deal, folks, because we haven't said this in a while, but the GTR, Lenny's GTR, is, uh, is up and running again. Okay. So Lenny does have a GTR to mm. actually uh, – he got it running. So – Maybe he'll actually get some practice. Well, it was never not running. I just want to make that clear. It was never not running. It was the me not wanting to drive it because of a, a leaking rack and pinion, which have I think you, I'm just going to rebuild myself. I, you, I've I looked underneath it. It might just be a a seal and under the guidance of my fellow gearheads, uh, look, Ken and John. Look, folks, all uh, I know is that Lenny is closer to driving the GTR down the street. That's all I know. I drove it down the street. Like, okay. <laughs> Have you driven it in earnest? Yeah. Are you closer to driving it in earnest to get some practice before I whoop you on the go kart or not? All right, I'm trying you to give you some. It. I'm trying to give you some tips. Need it. Oh. You know what? You know what Ryan should have done. Ryan <laughs> should have bought. Wow. Ryan should have bought that Datsun that I sent everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's five grand. It's it's half the price of your That's e-bike. Fair. We'll set up a GoFundMe account for the other half, Perfect. and then set up it a could GoFundMe. be a community-driven project. Set up a GoFundMe. We'll start a Patreon for uh, getting Ryan a project car to practice on outside of go karts to beat Lenny in a year. Yeah, that'll be great. Lenny, you should take it as a compliment, Lenny. It takes all of us to help him to beat you. Exactly. It takes the whole team to beat <laughs> Mr. Zero Lift himself. Which you guys it takes can, a village. You guys can let us know if you it's think that I'll be Lenny on the racetrack, either on Twitter at Zero Lift Podcast or Instagram at Zero Lift Podcast. We'll see I should make works. a poll. I want to make a you poll. You should make a poll. I'll see who's Team Ryan and Team Lenny. Uh, it'll be great. Um, so you basically came in the second season and started crushing it, Jared, is what it sounds like. You had mentioned you actually won we, the Vegas to Reno. Uh, Reno, Reno. Geez, I can't talk sometimes. Yeah, folks. so that we actually started off the first race of the year is the Parker 425. It's always eluded us. Okay. And even when we're having a good run, Todd Jackson, another guy we pitted for and supported, that guy is just like the ringer. He just wins. And he either wins or it's a catastrophic failure. I, there's there, there's no in between for him. That and... sounds like somebody on this podcast we know. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the latter more than the former is going to happen when I race him. Third, oh, did he win more than he had a catastrophic failure? Yes, sir. Twenty sixteen oh. season, he hmm. was the. It doesn't matter. Winner. That catastrophic and, failure and you know versus me is all that matters, buddy. And you know what? And you know what? I'd rather have a fast car that doesn't finish than a slow car that finishes middle. In the middle of the pack. Oh, okay. it sounds like you were a team <laughs> Red Bull instead of team Mercedes man, this Mr. Warner. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There it is. There it is. Exactly. Good thing we're racing in the same cart. Anyways. Yeah, so Park, Parker 425 <laughs> is Todd Jackson's backyard. Oh, it's his backyard? <laughs> That's a big backyard. He, know, he knows that track like the back of his hand. And we all know he snuck off at night on the bike. you running. All right, Todd, I'm calling you out. All right. <laughs> Not supposed to do that. But dude, we had our race just went flawless. It started off great. I was at, I think I was at Midway, 
and we just Jeff and Brent were on it. They were having a good race. They got out front quick, and they were just they were moving. And we had a flat, and it put us back two positions, I think. So me and Wacker got in in third place. I want to say in third, and he just saw red. When that guy sees dust, it is like a shark seeing and smelling blood. He just goes for it. And that was another thing you have to do as a navigator is fill your driver out when he's pushing the truck too hard, or you think. Because we saw the truck that we needed to catch, and it is a straight for probably two miles, nothing but wobble rock and whoops and just wow. the nastiest train you can think of. And he, I look down, and I'm like floating, just kind of jarring a little bit. And I look down, and we're doing like 75 miles an hour of this stuff. And I look up at the train and like, we should not be going this fast over this. <laughs> and he's just focused. Like, I mean, wow. he's not skipping a beat. I'm calling out rocks and he's already like maneuvering before I'm even calling him out. He's just, I mean, he's in the zone. So I was like, you know what? He's got this. I'm got not telling flow. him to do nothing. Yep. I'm not telling him to do nothing. And he just, I mean, he hunted him down. He hunted second place down. He hunted first place down. We got into, this is like the very last pit. And he, we got past him as he was coming out of this pit. I mean, we just, if he didn't pit, we'd have had to pass him. But he just came up behind us, bumps us in the turn, because in desert racing, if you don't get out of the way, they can hit you. You're supposed to be a love tap, but he can hit you. But yeah, so he bumps us. If not rubbing raisin? Exactly. So he bumps us. I'm like, we're no way we're getting out of the way. He could try to get around us. And we held him off, held him off. And I'm watching in the rearview mirror as I'm trying to call turns, as I'm watching the temp gauges and stuff like that. And we lose his dust. And we have maybe, gosh, I want to say 75 miles left. And it's nothing but like these long straights, like five, 10 mile straights, just long pavement. And this is where you make time. And we all have the same truck, keep in mind. So we're not going to make much time on each other, but we're going to lose time if you get a flat. And that's how we lost almost all the races the year before. Wow. And lo and behold, we got a flat. No. So if we get a flat, I don't oh. see his dust. So I'm just like, Whacker, watch for the dust. Don't stop yet. I'm loosening all my straps. He's floored. We're loosening all my straps so I can just make this the quickest tire change possible. We wow. get flat. He just, I'm like, all right, which one is it? We can hear it. You can feel it because we're losing speed. And I'm like, all right, boom, it's the left driver's rear left. All right, let's get prepped. I'm getting the half inch gun out. I'm getting, you know, and before that, our jack broke. The hand to hold it down broke. So we had to zip tie the thing up. Whoa. Well, I forget that. So I forget that. Get out of the truck. With the half-inch gun, go to get the jack out, and it's stuck. I'm like, there's zip ties. I'm pissed. So I go to pump it, see if it broke the zip ties. won't break. Keep in mind, we're panicking because we're waiting for dust to go by. Wow. We'll lose the race in the last 70 miles of it, right? I just grabbed this thing, and adrenaline must be going because all the zip ties just snapped. And my driver, he whacker, looked at the rear and he's just like wide-eyed. I could see him through like, did that just happen? I'm looking at it. Did that just happen? Screw it. Let's do it. So then the half-inch gun breaks. I have to do it by hand with a breaker bar. Wow. Like somebody is trying to tell us we're going to oh, lose this race man. or they just want us Dang. to earn it the hard way. Yeah. So it's just uh, a perfect storm was happening, right? I'm not even focused on what's going by because I'm just trying to do it as fast as I can. Get it back in the truck, swap tires, put the old tire back on the rack, strap it in, throw everything in. And I, I don't even plug in. I'm climbing in. I only have one leg in and he's going. It's like, we're going. I was like, all right, I'm strapping in as we're going. Just let's do this. And <laughs> as I'm getting shit. plugged in. 
I'm like, as I'm getting plugged in, because I don't screw my straps. I just want to know if anybody passes because I was paying attention. He's like, nobody passes. I'm like, go, just go. <laughs> but yeah, so we ended up winning that race, and that's how the first se- first race of the season started. Holy! So you you ended up epic. catching back up to the guy that you that had passed oh, you. Oh, we don't know what happened to him. He didn't pass us. What? Yeah, we don't know what happened. I think he ended up getting a flat himself. Wow. And put him back, and then just where we got our flat, it just we had it faster change or something, and wow. but yeah, we ended up winning, and me just. It was awesome. It was freaking, it was just that's insane. Awesome. It was epic. Yeah. That was a, it was an amazing first race really feeling it. But like, yeah, the seat time definitely helped with calling out and navigating those races. That and that kind of set you up for the whole rest of the season then to have a really, yeah. 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 And then we went, I think we ended up getting second place in the mid 400 because of a flat tire <laughs> instead of getting first. Yeah. Wild. And then I think there was one, I think it was the blue water race. We rolled on the lit ended up getting like fourth because it rolled on the leg we had to get flipped back over then yeah i wasn't i I wasn't in the truck (laughs) i wasn't in the truck at the time but yeah so that kind of that hurt us on that race and then came vegas torino one of the races i will never forget never forget i think this year was 525 miles that year Mm -hmm. and yeah, so it was 525 miles that year. Sorry. Yeah, and then yeah, I was gonna try that. But yeah, so it was an epic race. This race was just I was gonna finish the race with Wacker, and we were gonna start just past the halfway point. And so it was nighttime again at night. I don't know why he liked at night, but he was an animal at night, so probably why. Um, we get in. It's beautiful sunset. Beautiful sunset in the most epic terrain in the trees. Hauling ass. It was just probably the most epic times of my life. What were um, the average speeds that you were running over there? Like uh, throughout course, a race, you say? On that course, the legs that I was in in the very first part was probably, I think our average overall was like 55 miles per hour, our average for us over that type of terrain. But like nice. our sections, we'd hit 100 sometimes. We'd hit, you know, low 90s. Wow. That type of stuff. Yeah. Over- yeah. That it, that is crazy to think about, like on a a dirt road, like not even a. I can't even classify it as a dirt road. It's Maybe not a road. A it's not a path. road. It's a path. It's yeah. It's definitely not roads. That's oh yeah. Path. And these these races yeah, are like, if people don't know, it's like got paved circuit racing. And then I would say most rally cross and like WRC, it's unpaved, but it's still like a path of some sort, right? So yeah. it's like a. Yeah. And these races that you're doing are literally just fuck it. Yeah. Uh, there's they, it, they mark the course and it's like just a very fields. usually not a path. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But like this race yeah. was most epic about going through the hills like that in the mountains. We come into this town and we're racing through the town. They shut down the town for this part of the race. It's awesome. You come through and you're doing you're topping the truck out coming into the town and just hard on the brakes to do this 90 left and everybody's there at that corner because you're just flying. That's yeah, so you go through a town. Like you're racing through a town. The whole town's out there watching you guys come through. Epic. Nice. Absolutely epic memory. Yeah. So we're leading this race. We have a 12-minute lead with like 100 miles to go around there. And I'm like, keep pushing because I know something can happen. In 100 miles, a lot can happen. Let's keep pushing. Let's get this thing going. Luckily, my driver was like, yeah, dude, let's go. We're going to keep it one piece, but let's go. But we start ticking off the miles, 
and we get to like the last pit and we get a radio and they're like, hey, they're only seven minutes behind you. We don't know what the correct, I think the corrected time was six minutes. So they started six minutes behind us. <laughs> we needed to beat them. I said, we needed to beat them by more than six minutes for us to win. Oh my. Okay. So you're so basically tied. To get paid. Yeah, we're, we're a minute apart with, yeah, barely anything to go. And it's, it is the, the finish is the rockiest Mars lava rock moon train I've ever been on is the finish. <laughs> and it's not stuff you can go faster. It's just stuff you'll shred a, shred a tire through, but it's going to make or break your race in the last five miles. And Wacker, wow. I, I've never seen him do this. He takes his top straps off, loosens them all the way up, and he just starts leaning forward so we can see the rocks. Like, doesn't care. His straps are almost off, just, I mean, going. The dude's an animal, an absolute animal in how he drives. And we go flying. Whoa. The finish line's the top of a hill, and we go flying off this hill, and in our whole pit crew, the whole, everybody's sitting down there. They won't talk to us. They're just like, hi, yeah, we're, we're glad you're here. And they're all looking at their clocks, staring up at the hill looking at their clocks and staring up the hill. Like we just finished the longest off-road race in the United States and nobody's talking. Wild. <laughs> nobody's talking to each other. We're all just waiting to see if a truck is going to come over that hill within six minutes. We're just waiting. Like, oh, come, on. come on, come on. And even at like the six minute mark, we all kind of didn't believe it because the adrenaline's coming down. I'm like, is it really, is it six minutes? Do we need to wait seven minutes? Like we're all kind of waiting. And then finally someone just said, F it. And we're cracking a beer. Whoa! I just started cheering and then we all started cheering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was cool. It was cool to be able to say we've won the longest race, longest off-road race in the United States in our class. It was pretty cool. I was like, that's uh, awesome. That, so have you only have you only done nav? Have you taken a, a step? I have not not on the not on an actual race. Just just testing. Okay. Yeah. You gotta imagine like those the six minutes of suspense was just God absolutely imagine. nuts absolutely you'd think like oh that had to be a minute it was like 15 seconds like, <laughs> <laughs> time slows down to it the most... was just yeah man it was crazy absolutely crazy well jared do you want to know did you hold on i have i have one more question okay, did, go for it. did you have like any um wicked like souvenir or anything from from the race that you ever took Oh, uh, actually, we were given, but yeah, they. I've got a couple of cool. Or know, yeah, or that you were. Yeah, given. listeners can't see it, but yeah, we got it. I got a couple of plaques and stuff open over the truck right there. We got a nice, cool plaque from uh, winning a couple of the races that we did win. Um, I have the door off of one of our trucks when we won because we shredded the fire. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying, they, like car. Blocks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah this cool. is cool. So J- Jeff gave me the door, and then <laughs> it reminds me of one. That's awesome. Had, so the, yeah, it was just cool. So I got like the door, and I got some other parts. Like we made a. Um, one of the races we held for like a memorial for a good friend of mine um we made his trophy for like the race memorial race we did for him out of the tires and rims from from the race truck we did cool stuff like that so it's cool mementos and stuff like that that's dope that is dope i actually got i got one over there too i'll, I'll send you guys a pic well that's yeah, well, definitely that's fantastic. Take it out. so jared do you want to go ahead and take the reels on this and uh really wanted to do it what i wish i was driving you said you picked a sick car and uh it's the first and only yes it is i'm all right i'm kind of excited for this because you've got a complete car rookie that's going to beat lenny in a year in kart racing and two <laughs> very very super car nerds in lenny and john here so let's see if we can figure out what's going on what i wish i was driving is a game of 20 questions in which 
Jared has a car picked out. Uh, it is not a concept yes, car. Oh, it is not a concept hold on, car. Hold on, hold on, hold on. John, you explain. John, John, John. Yeah, you know what, John, you explain the rules. I always explain the game rules. Go bastard. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So what I wish I was driving is our version of 20 so questions smooth, played with cars. Thank you. Uh, our version of 20 questions with cars. So in this case, Jared has picked a car, and we have 20 yes or no questions to guess what the car is, and only one guess of the actual car. If we guess the car and get it wrong, the game's over. So it would behoove us to narrow it down as much as possible before we venture a guess. Uh, one clarifying rule I would like to ask that we use you, is this car generational? Like, do we have to yes. guess? Like, do we have to guess this yes. is a first or a second generation, whatever? Yes. Um, okay. And with that, I'm going to grab a notebook real quick. So, if you give me five seconds, there it is. Uh, well, I'll start guessing nationalities out the gate before John gets back. It's a total of 20 together. So, like, you three only get a culmination of 20. That's correct. Us three all together get 20. So, uh, realistically, we normally start with nationalities. Uh, so is this turbocharged or not? Daddy, I didn't hear you, Lenny. Is this car turbocharged? No. Is that question one? Yeah. That was up for a second. I was yeah. one. Is this car okay. Japanese? Yes. Okay. As I said, we start with nationalities normally here. Is it a Nissan? No. Is this car? We will drive. Yes. Was it in a Bond movie? That's a good question. Yeah, so you got to be ready for this. This no, is the, no, it was not. This is the hard. Time. I was ready for that one. Okay, you get, I'm just saying it's hard to pick a car sometimes because you get these one-off questions. You're like, oh, no, I gotta go to Wiki real quick. Is this car a nine four? Say it again. Is inline this car four. an inline four? No, it is not. One and only. Hmm. What? How many cylinders does this car have? I don't know. That's not a yes or no question. Yeah, it's not. Um. Yeah, I'm talking to the boys here. Um, think okay. it's six because Japan, right? Does Japan ever go like eight and twelve? I mean they. Three, all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, does this car have six cylinders? No. No, it does not. Because six is. I'm glad I asked that. That's what I was trying I to clarify. Of, I got rid of two. Okay. Okay. Uh, How many questions you guys at? Eight. No, uh, that was the this, seventh this question. Is number eight. Yes. Right. Don't right. worry. When we get past ten, John's going to ask you a multi-choice question. You got to do that. No. <laughs> Jared. Does this is this car known for having curtains in the back seat windows? Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, it does. Ooh. Okay, that's gotta narrow it down. Holy shit, Lenny. That was a okay. point question. Hold on. So it's not a Nissan. Is this a Toyota? Yes, sir. Oh, come on. <laughs> you should have been mm. more original than that, Jared. I'm 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 disappointed in you. I'm not mad at <laughs> no, Do you know this car? I'm the Guy. Come on now. He's the Toyota guy. You know the Toyota. That's like if I brought a Honda every single time we did what I wish I was driving. You do bring a Come Honda every single time, basically. No. Well, this... Ryan, I've been on your show twice. That's fair. Once for this game. That's fair. 
All right, Lenny. It's every, gotta be... every time is a hundred percent of the time. Exactly. <laughs> you think he went with a V twelve? You. I was think. I was thinking. Is this car V twelve? I mean, Toyota only made so many. I know you asked a question, Ryan. What was it? Is this car V twelve? Yes. I'm just. I'm stuck. It's the um. Uh, what's the one that? What's the one of the the freaking uh, the emperor rides around in? Um, is, I think it's the Century. No. Yeah. Though the I Toyota mean... Century did also have a V12, I think. I think it's the only one. That's the engine that Smokey put in the Supra. Yeah. Oh man. man. So should I ask? Actually, no. I think about. It. I I don't know. Does the Emperor drive around in this car? Does the Emperor of Japan drive around in this car? Currently, no. Currently, currently, no. no. It's, it's the car we're thinking of. But generation is the key. Mm. We're on twelve, oh, boys, God. and it's the only one. So it, it means it's it's got to be. Personally, it's got to have a, like a. It's the only V twelve model Toyota made. What the hell was it? It's the it's the king of Bipu cars. King of Bi- what is Bipu? Also known as VIP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look at because up. Uh, because the, the emperor did ride around in it. Ah, oh, God. What the hell is it called? Uh is the name of this car? Is it named after a uh, hundred years of time? <laughs> Say the name, the Japanese name. I don't know in Japanese, but like, I'm. If I said it, I would be guessing the car. So, so it would basically like, be a century. You know, it? like a lot. Yeah, a lot of you know, a hundred years is commonly referred to as a century. Is it, okay. So is this car named after? Hold on, let's clarify this, John. Is this car named after the Japanese name? For century, uh, is that I it? Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say okay. that. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's not it. That's Do I answer it, or what? What? Be specific with your question. I just, I know. I said, is this car named after a period of time lasting one hundred years? Oh, you're being very specific. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is there a reason you got so, nuanced with that, John? No. So it's a Toyota Century, but we got to figure out what generation it was. Ah. Uh, yeah, oh, it doesn't really matter that we know the the car so it's a generation that we're looking for. Okay, so and is there some specific hyped upness to this? Because the century is normal heavy twelves. No. Okay, so then how do we clarify what generation it is? Do we start guessing time frames? Because we knew the emperor did drive in this car, but currently yeah. Doesn't. The problem is I just I know can't. this car is a thing. I don't. So it has a very specific name, like Century. No, it's a Toyota Century. It's a Toyota Century. We got to figure out which Toyota Century it is. Oh, so then, and do you guys know the generational gaps of when the Century has changed? Not a clue. Because like, isn't the Century like a four-door sedan? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like a a elongated limousine. Uh, Just answered a yes question. Just FYI, I I was asking the boys. Okay. And so like I think remember car noob here. The eighties eighties, nineties centuries, I think that was one generation. I know that just they just came out with a new one uh back in like two thousand 
18. That's really baller. Uh, it definitely rivals anything that Rolls Royce has has. Uh, but it's not a century. Rolled off of there or somewhere. But it's is it not? Uh, well, it's not a century in the the spec that you say. They don't call it a century. Which a, a century. I would agree. I don't think they call it. Oh, a century, do they not do call they? it a century anymore? No, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty oh, sure they no, do. No, no. still carries the name. I don't know. I might be wrong. What the? But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I did actually. I stand corrected. One it, that. Jared is talking about is like a 96 Toyota Century. That generation did have the V12 in it. Uh, I know because I procured one for a customer back in my Japan days okay. and it was super clean. 96. So that's, I don't know the exact like model. Is that like generation two then? Well, I don't, I don't know century generations. That's the thing is I don't know the different yeah. generations. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know the engine is the one GZ. Um, beautiful engine. Very I know beautiful engine. I know it's a five liter V12. Uh, so is there a specific, how we, how do we narrow this down? We're on 13. Come on. How many generations of century are there? I don't know. I don't know. Jared, was this car manufactured in the nineties? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's got to. It's got to be this within '96 uh, Toyota Century, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in that ballpark. Was this car of the original generation of this car? I think what you're asking is it like a special it, edition off of it? No, I'm asking is it a first gen Toyota Century essentially? Yeah, first gen. No, it is not. No. Okay, not a so first. So it is gen. probably Gen two. I don't know if we want to cheese this out and just be like, "Is it a second? Is it a third? <laughs> right. Um, I. Um, I don't know. Let, let's just go with Jared. Is this a '96 Toyota Century? No, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because we don't know what you're off by. Don't... I don't want to answer. Don't say yeah. that. No, I, I've already shot the J. Let's just go with it. But what we don't have to guess the year. See, the I don't, problem I don't know is, the generation. We don't. We certainly don't know the fucking year. <laughs> I, don't I think know. it's second generation, from what you guys are telling me. I'm pretty sure the, we... the the century goes. Uh, the Toyota Century, like it's a '60s uh, first generation. So, like, it, it it might have more than two before the '90s. I don't know. I'm just trying to shoot shoot my J for the NBA that's dying. Because no one else um, will. Am I, am I is close? This, is this a second generation car? It is the second generation car, but Lenny is wrong because it's not the 96. The 96 is the last year of the first generation. Oh. Well, see, he, he knows more than we do. 97 is when the V12 came out. Yeah, so oh. this car is a second-generation Toyota Century 1GZ V12. Yes, sir. That's what it is. I don't know if that's a pure win, but it's somewhat of a win. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did Brian go? <laughs> no, no idea. But we'll take it from here. Yeah, we'll uh, it's it really... I just, I just, I just want to say it's freaking 
wild that he thinks that he could beat me in a 20 lap cart race. Super wild. Uh, it's not yeah, that wild, folks. Oh, he's back and he's back. I didn't oh, leave. Man, I went dude. to go grab a beer. Like you gotta stay uh, hydrated when you're talking about GCRs. The audacity. What is the audacity? Like I'm not even saying that I'm a, any sort of a good driver, but like, Look, I don't. I haven't driven a car to the point that just, just, just you know, to walk up and just be like, "Yeah, let her. Let's let's do it." Do you know how to trash talk? Did, did, did you? Did the army not teach you how to trash talk? I mean, come on, dude. It's the long mental game, Lenny. It's what he's trying to get in your head. Yeah, I'm Build in your head it. already, dude. Free real estate Wait, all day. Just, he's already won. He's in your head. Free it's, real it's estate. Free it's real estate. Over, I, would, I would, I would love for you to drive uh, one of the carts that we did at Oimatsuda. And then I would, see I would love to turn one. I absolutely. You wouldn't know. Uh, you know what? And I, I look forward to actually knowing and beating you on the track. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, for those listening here, uh, go on to our Twitter Zero so Podcast. Money. Uh, I have already put up a poll. Who would win in a 20 lap, 125 cc <laughs> cart race? And I, I've I've given them some some information as well, right? Oh, I haven't given our listeners like the zero thing. So like I've I've said I have some racing experience. Ryan has some sim experience. I I no. have racing experience. I think not, that's pretty fair. Just not pretty just, fair. Look, I I have more sim experience than you because you race on a controller and I actually have a, a sim rig. And I also, no, I don't uh, sim race. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even front. Okay. I'm not. I'm not even gonna front. And I, I would argue that it, the mountain biking experience and racing that I do with that that beats the toll out of my body, and you have to pay attention to totally rocks. different things. Don't don't compare apples no, to oranges. Flow, I'm no, sorry. I'm just no, gonna man. cut you down right look, there. Look, look, look. It's, no, you can talk about flow all you want, okay. but like I'm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Nothing. That's not good. That's not appropriate for radio. Sure. Flow. Dude, if you know how to get in the zone and something, you can get in the zone in anything. Because look, we had Jared on tonight. Thank you for t- telling us your experiences on dirt racing. Him, him being in a helicopter helped translate to him operating and navigating a, a dirt truck. Those things can correlate. The flow does correlate. Being in the zone. I'm telling you. What are you? I. What is this wooey wooey? No, it's not woo. Like, what are you? Dude, do you well, not do you not understand? Like being in the zone is like sports mentality one oh one, man. It literally you're, is. You're talking to people that have been driving and racing cars for twenty I'm years. I'm gonna beat Lenny on the track. I don't give a shit. I John, I know look, John John, you're you're fairly consistent. I know that I probably couldn't beat you. But Lenny So you're, you're banking with, on, on, on me being get, inconsistent? Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to get in your thing. head. I'm already in your head. For 20 laps. I'm already in your Lenny's head. Lenny's going to put down. He only has to put down two or one for a fastest lap. I mean, yeah, he gets fastest lap. You don't got to be consistent for a fastest lap. You exactly. Gotta, but 20, once. 20 laps, dude, you got to be consistent for 20 laps. You're already you know, setting yourself up for failure. You're already man, setting yourself up for you failure. You know, if I'm going to talk any, any amount of shit tonight, it's going to be that in the 20 laps, I could biff it twice and still beat your ass. There it is. Did, did, See, that's... You guys, are you actual position racing or are you time attack? Uh, I think we should do position um, racing. I'll, I'll both. Why not? I'll beat you in both categories, buddy. Okay. All right. I think... I think... Yeah, you... you yeah, let's do it. I think if Ryan was going to have a chance, he might have a fighting chance in 
time attack. I think if you guys go head to head, really demolish you. So you, you think I should go? T- <clears throat> you think I should go time attack versus? I think I think time attack would be in really your best interest. You okay, okay. Yes, so time it. Driven with Lenny, and he's very okay. aggressive. And okay. he will intimidate you. So Lenny will demolish you in a head to head race. All right. So you're saying twenty laps, <laughs> time attack, <laughs> one year, and go karts. All right. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm here for it. Any, any, any which way? Any We're which way you want? Hey, you know what? We'll figure it out. We'll get it dialed down. Keep keep it tuned. To let's do it in. Left. Let's do it in Vegas. Let's do it in F1 Vegas yeah. 2023. There it is. Let's make it. Let's make it a zero lift event. Yeah. We'll we'll invite our listeners or audience. We might raffle off a a plane ticket. Fuck it. Let's we'll get it let's all. get some publicity. A little bracket yeah. racing with all the listeners. You know. Yeah. If if you think you hey look folks if you think you can beat Lenny in uh, in a kart race in Vegas let us know on our oh, Instagram Israel podcast I know I can but you know if you're a car person you probably can too all right so <laughs> this dude. no respect no respect <laughs> hey he's slamming on the he slammed on the Celtics and the NBA during the finals I ain't gonna have that all right I'm just saying from a revenue standpoint the nba is the dying business no it's not yeah, they didn't figure it again. out yeah unlike f1 coming to america well uh it's fine folks we'll keep it keep it tuned here because we're going to keep talking more about lenny and i racing car racing over the next year uh shit talking will continue we'll talk more about gtrs uh jared once again thank you for coming back for the second episode and talking to us no about problem, dirt racing uh, you can let us know your thoughts and opinions on our Instagram and our Twitter at Zero Lift Podcast. You've been uh, here with Don't Ryan. forget to vote. It, don't, don't forget, forget to, to vote. vote. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't, the vote doesn't matter. Your vote counts, people. Your, your vote, vote doesn't counts. count. Your money counts. Uh, you've been here with Ryan, Lenny. I also just want to say that I burn for psilocybin and I can't wait for the divine entities. Oh, man. It's my weird... My That's weird plug cut. of the week. All right. Deep cut from Lenny. John, we've been here with John post night helicopter flying. Hey, I'm not touching this Celtics business. Y'all have fun with that. You shouldn't. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know, you don't know. And hey, again, thank you, Jared, for joining us again. We'll have you back again, I'm sure. Uh, this has been awesome. Zero Left Podcast. Keep it pinned, and we'll see you next time.